0: This episode of the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey is brought to you by Retro Days. Sign up now for your free profile at retro-daze.org. From there, you can visit the forum or contribute articles which earn points towards fun prizes in the Retro Days point store. Click over from today's show notes and begin the fun at Retro Days. And by oldtimecandy.com. Travel down sweet memory lane with Decade Candy Gift Boxes. Choose your favorite decade from the 1950s up through the 1990s and receive an assortment of retro goodies. Click the link in today's show notes and enter the code OTC0521 and save 10% now through the end of 2021 at oldtimecandy.com. The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey. It's time once again to double back to our pop culture past with the Retro Network Time Machine. You've got Jason here along with Mickey. How are you feeling this week, man? You feeling any better?
1: A little bit, but you forgot to say reigning and defending quiz show champion, Jason. <laughs> See, I, that's just not my style, you know. Like Tiny says, his daddy always said, kick a man when he's down, you never know when you'll get another chance.
0: <laughs> well, that's just not my style, man. Well. I like my actions speak for me.
1: I'm so. glad you realized how medicated and off my game I was last week. Yep. And it still took you two overtimes to stop me.
0: <laughs> well, then you've got no excuses the next time to kick my ass.
1: Well, you don't know. I may be sick again. We'll have to wait and see how I'm feeling that <laughs> week.
0: Listen to you, man. You're <laughs> kicking me more than I'm kicking you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, good to have you back. Good to have your voice somewhat uh, back. From last week, there.
1: Yeah, so, this week is gonna is gonna put it to the test. Yeah. So, it always takes me a while to recover from something like that because I run my mouth constantly. My throat never has a chance to heal. You seem
0: to be like a mouth runner. I am. <laughs> I'm not around you at work or anything, but I just I can see that happening all the time. Uh, there's, there goes Mickey again, off on of yes. one of his tangents.
1: Yeah, but most people choose to uh, take advantage and sit under the learning tree when I'm speaking. Ah,
0: yeah. Gather around, link arms. Mm-hmm. Mickey's got something to say here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got one question for you. What's that? Are you ready for some football? We're getting into football season here, man.
1: Well, uh, yes, I am. But, uh, last year to watch the NFL, I was watching it on, uh, CBS all access. Mm-hmm. Um, through the live CBS thing. And at the end of this month, Paramount plus drops the live CBS feeds. It's only going to be streaming oh. stuff. Oh, so, really? Yeah.
0: That's strange that they would just drop all their live
1: stuff. Yeah. Like, I, it, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Back to the antenna. Well, I, don't, I can't pick up anything on the antenna here. <laughs> It'll be back to the bar. <laughs> to hey, man.
0: <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Right. Right. Yeah, last year I was – I don't know. I don't know if it was just the virus and everything else I wanted to do, but last year was not a sports year for me at all. Like, I watched the Super Bowl. I watched my Steelers highlights, but I don't remember watching, like, a full game. So, I don't know. Hopefully this year I can get back into it more. It could be my my Nittany Lions tanked (laughs) right to start the season, too. They were, like, 0-5 or 0-6, but – they play Auburn, I think it's the second or third week of the season. There's I'm surrounded by Auburn fans here, so mm. I'll have to wear my Penn State jersey to work that day and the day before, you know. And
1: has the the stigma of the Jerry Sandusky stuff passed enough that you can wear Penn State gear out in public?
0: Oh, I was I mean, wearing
1: seriously, seriously.
0: No, I I never stopped. I have a Penn State license plate on my in front of my truck, so it's just never I don't know. It never bothered me. I'm not going to tuck it away or, you know, whatever until that whole they thing is over. But, you know, I, I got probably weird looks <laughs> for having that stuff. But I think it's, you know, time heals all things, as they say. But there's still some, I don't know, weird feelings in that whole situation and what went down. And uh, I don't think people that are not Penn State fans – that that's immediately where they go to now when you you mention it. You know, it's for us that our fans we're trying to put it you know in the past. But yeah, that was a rough situation all the way around. Anyway, well, uh, you uh, want to go ahead and move on with the show. Anything else you want to add to to break the ice here?
1: No, no. Okay, we're ready to roll. Well, where are we going this week, man? Well, it's Old Home Week here on the Time Machine Podcast. And I say that because Jason and I were talking earlier today and he's been busy and I told him I would take the lead. And I'm taking us back to our, the retro network podcast days where we're going to do some recurrent events and the time machine segment.
0: Listen to you, man.
1: I know, but the (laughs) beauty of it is this time we're switching roles. I've got the recurrent events and Jason just gets to sit back and react to them.
0: Bring it. <laughs> so, we're going to do it before we hop in the time machine
1: then. Our, we our are. events. Okay. We are. Man, I'm ready. This is awesome. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy this. I was going to hit some of this in after hours, but I moved it to the main show when I told you I would handle things this week.
0: Yeah, man. I, I appreciate that. It's just been a crazy week. We've got people dropping like flies at work over COVID, and I've been here, there, everywhere, <laughs> Mr. Everything. So, I'm glad to. Uh, you uh took the initiative to uh to do your homework i guess you'll say
1: <laughs> well yeah a little bit we don't have a lot of recurrent events I, I i capped it at a small amount not like we used to do there's okay. five or six things here that i think are worth talking about so okay
0: and we just had uh yeah we just had some breaking news too we can throw in there so yeah go I've ahead got a,
1: i got a place for you to work that in okay cool so, First up, the A Team is heading back to toy aisles everywhere this year. I posted this link in the. Uh, uh, I saw channel. it. I so saw back in it. the back in the eighties, fueled by the success of the hit series on NBC, Gloob Toys first brought the crack commando unit known as the A Team into toy departments around the world. But now Playmobil is bringing the A Team back into toy aisles, along with a new interpretation of the group's iconic GMC Vandura. It's a 10 inch van and it'll hit store shelves on October 25th and will come with three inch scale figures of Faceman, Murdoch, BA, and Hannibal alongside accessories like pretend dynamite, binoculars, and other stuff. Oh, yes. The top of the van opens up so you can put the figures inside or you can open the rear doors to reveal accessory racks and internal oh, monitor and more. God.
0: Oh my God.
1: The van even includes a vintage style California license plate. Oh uh, <sighs> And here may be the best news for you. The Playmobil van is already available for pre-order through entertainment earth.com.
0: So they're, are they pushing it to retail? Does it say, cause October most of that 25th, stuff,
1: it says yeah, October 25th, it'll hit store shelves. Okay, good.
0: Most of that Playmobil stuff is in Walmart and right. I've passed on the DeLorean and the back, the future stuff, but that I, I've never had the Playmobil or mobile, um, Any of those figures growing up. So I have no nostalgia for them. They're really kind of clunky. But at the same time, you put something like this together, that thing is definitely going to be coming home. Well,
1: you're not 10 years old anymore. You're not really going to play with it. But it would make a really nice shelf piece. Right, yeah. and
0: And what I did with the Ghostbusters, once that hit clearance, I was actually hunting those down. I couldn't find the ecto one which i'm glad i didn't because the the boy got me uh the newer one from the what was it the plasma line anyway i did pick up a four pack of the figures for dirt cheap on clearance and those are fun because i did uh, get a stay puffed as well so that's a nice little set piece you, you put stay puffed up there they got all their gear on they've got these little extensions from the the proton pack in the stream to, to shoot out towards the stay puffed so i'm liking what they did with all the accessories and that that's what got me excited when you said that cuz i didn't realize they're going to put all those little accessories in there like dynamite and whatever man that's well, going to be awesome
1: i can tell you as a kid playmobil was was big with me i had the was uh, okay. the western cowboy sets and the indian sets and such and so well made and other than the the figures being clunky the accessories were so detailed like i had a little set that had a a female and a male. And I had a little wooden tripod with a pot and a little fire that went under it and Mm. wooden spoons and chairs for them. And I had the Indians and the teepee and the horses, the, the rifles. It was a lot of fun. They were Mm. very, very well-made toys back in the day. I can't speak to them now, but back in the day, they were very well-made. So cool, man. Uh, this next news piece has been, uh, creating a bit of discussion. Batman sidekick Robin is coming out as bisexual. I don't know if you've seen this show or not. I have not. Robin is dropping big personal news in the latest installment of Batman Urban Legends comic book series that he's bisexual. Fans have long buzzed about Robin, who's previously dated women, being gay, and many are ecstatic with this DC plot twist. Now, I'll say this. A lot of the conversation I've read about this is people don't seem to be real upset that he's coming out as bisexual. Most of the complaints I've seen is that they're taking an established character in doing this. And they're saying, Hey, if you wanted to have a bisexual character, why didn't you create a new one? Um, Hmm. uh, much like in my review of masters of the universe revelation, I wrote about how, if you want the same old stories you've got for almost 80 years now with Batman and Robin, then sure. Create a new character. This is just the next step, you know, it's, uh, people going to love who they're going to love and who are we to stand in the well, way. And I, You know,
0: it, I'm not the biggest comic person, but haven't they just redone characters over the years, just over and over and over again and right. given them new personalities, new races, new, I mean, they've turned Thor female and Loki female and all these, you know, I mean, it, why is that so like offensive or something that they would do that and not create a new character you know since they've pretty much done whatever they wanted to with every character
1: right well the the Thor turn female thing is is different from the rest because that made perfect sense in the storyline. He didn't turn female. Jane Foster took over and if you've read the comics all the way back through the 60s, the power of Thor could fall on numerous people Transfer. And it, yeah and okay. it transferred to other male characters in the past in the comic series Eric Masterson was Thor for a while um you had uh the aardvark um i can't remember what he was called uh who, who had the powers and the frog who had the powers for a while so
0: eh. yeah but i guess that's how you you, you trans, like kind of like green lantern i guess too right
1: i mean right. which is the, the new thor blood and thunder movie is about that transfer of power from thor to jane foster for the got like, series of movies anyway so
0: but anyway, I just just over the years it seems like comics have evolved, their, their characters have evolved into something else, and you know may, maybe you like that story, maybe you don't, maybe you like what they've done. I know in the world of Mask, when they brought that comic back and they just changed up everybody for the sake of changing it up to make it modern, a lot of people were pissed off because you lost the original concept of the characters just to make essentially almost new characters or a new world, you know? So I understand both sides of that. And some people are more traditionalists than others, but I don't know. What is this going to be like a new book? Are they using like a current Batman book to,
1: well, they're to make using the a change current, or they're using a current Batman book to make the change. But then they've also announced this week, uh, a new Robin mini series. Okay. So it may further explore it. Um, it was a pretty innocent. I I seen the panels from the end of the book. Um, there was just a, a guy he was teamed up with fighting and, mm-hmm. you know, ask Robin, would he like to spend some time and go out on a date? And Robin thought about it for a minute and said, yeah, I think I would. So, okay. I mean, it was, it, it as far as, Comic books go, I guess it was as well done as you could do something like that in a comic book, but you know
0: doing that to make a buzz though it seems kind of wrong in the sense that you're using the uh, a character everybody knows to make something happen just to create a buzz It sounds like and maybe that well, wasn't their
1: intention if it's something they if it's an idea, they drop after six issues then. Yeah, it's creating a buzz. If it's something that, that they, they continue, continue with, yeah. with for a long time, then it's, you know, I don't see it as trying to create a buzz. It's the next yeah. evolution of a character.
0: I guess what well, time will tell then.
1: It will. It will. Uh, this one, I've already had some people hit me up and ask me about. Pepsi and Boston Beer Company are teaming up to release an alcoholic Mountain Dew.
0: Now, so, I saw that story. So what's the the deal i mean they're actually
1: bottling it huh? in a nutshell pepsi company and sam adams brewer boston beer are teaming up to create an alcoholic version of mountain dew boston beer will develop and produce the drink called hard mountain dew while pepsi has created the new entity to sell deliver and market the product the beverage is expected to hit shelves in early 2022. now i saw some promotional photos it looks to have three different varying flavors, and it's in cans. It looks like it's in tall cans, what we would mm-hmm. call tall boys around here. Yeah, alcoholic Mountain Dew. I mean, they have done so many different flavors of Mountain Dew, just like we were saying about Robin. I guess this is the next evolution of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hard iced tea, hard lemonade, yeah. hard seltzer water. Why not?
0: Well, but, all these companies, Coke included, have their own like seltzers and stuff that are alcoholic. So it's strange that they haven't tried something like this until now, really with the traditional flavors and using the brand name.
1: If you go back through the history of Mountain Dew, it was created as a funny knockoff of like moonshine. So Mm -hmm. it's getting (laughs) back to its roots in a way. I will probably try this because it's Mountain Dew, but I've already got a pretty good alcoholic Mountain Dew half mountain dew half moonshine. Right, yeah. We, I was going to say <laughs> we call them we call it a mountain dew So
0: <laughs> I figured you uh already had your own through the years, but yeah. Uh yeah, I I'm a big fan of Sam Adams, so I'll definitely be trying it.
1: Um, more food news. Monster Mash cereal is already hitting store shelves. And Monster Mash fruit snacks are on the way too. I know most people have seen the cereal is coming. I don't know how many people know that the Monster Mash fruit snacks are coming, too. I
0: had no idea.
1: So the cereal features cereal pieces from Booberry and Frankenberry, vanilla marshmallows from Count Chocula, and other marshmallows in the shapes of Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy. So there'll be no chocolate mixed in with it. It's just a fruity cereal. Uh, so they did vanilla instead of chocolate. Okay.
0: I was wondering how that was going to be with chocolate <laughs> mixed in with the fruit flavors. but
1: Well, if you think about Count Chocolate, it's got some of those like vanilla bat marshmallows in it. And that's what these look like. The I got you. Fruit brute and yummy marshmallows look like their heads.
0: So, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I looked today through the uh, cereal aisle real quick at Walmart.
1: Nothing. <laughs> In addition, they're rolling out, you know, of course, Count Chocolate, Blueberry, and Frankenberry, and they're going back for the 50th anniversary. They're going back with the classic retro boxes, the white ones, instead of the modern ones they've been doing. Mm -hmm. But the fruit snacks are going to feature Frankenberry, which, you know, is typically a strawberry flavor. The little Frankenberry head fruit snack, it's red, so I guess it could be strawberry, cherry, or fruit punch, but it's most likely going to be strawberry. Um, Fruit Brute is uh, a yellow color, so it's probably lemon. Blueberry is blue, so it'll probably be blueberry flavored. Yummy Mummy is an orange fruit snack. I'm guessing it will be orange. Count Chocula is depicted as a purple gummy, so I'm guessing it'll be grape instead of chocolate for this. But there's also a green Monster Cereal Castle gummy mixed. Oh, cool. So... Did
0: you listen to the most recent uh, Purple stuff? I did not. I would recommend that. Uh, just They break down the monster serials all the way back to the beginning, hit all the commercials in between, and there was some gimmick back in the day, I think in the early 80s, maybe late 70s, where you could mail in and get a cardboard cutout of the castle that was big enough for a little kid to go inside, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I had cool. uh, I had not heard of it until they I listened to the show, and it was it's that cool that they're including the castle, because that was part of their lore, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Matt from the Purple Stuff Podcast, on com, this week, he has already released a video review of Monster Mash cereal. He found it at his store already. Nice, yeah. So people can check it out. And you, just before we started recording, told me about some new fall food news. I thought we would work it in here, so tell everybody.
0: Uh, Well, thanks to our pal Karen, she posted up on the VIP lounge that the turkey dinner candy corn is making a return this season from Brock's, and they're switching it up a bit. Now, I'm trying to remember. Let's see. I I do have a picture here. Last year when we tried it, it was – Green beans, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, ginger glazed carrots, sweet potato pie, and stuffing. Mm -hmm. Those were the six flavors. This year, they are doing green beans, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, stuffing, apple pie, and coffee. Hmm. So they're putting the dessert in there. They took out the... uh, What did they take out? They took out the sweet potato pie and the glazed carrots.
1: Yeah, the ginger glazed carrots had a little too much of a ginger zest to it.
0: Yes, I agree. I'm I'm glad they kept the ones that they did. I would prefer uh, apple pie to uh, sweet potato pie, but removing cranberries seems odd and adding coffee. Yes. Of
1: course we are living in the COVID world where the supply chain is choked to death. Maybe (laughs) some of the stuff they needed to make the cranberry they couldn't get this year. I only say that half jokingly too. But
0: that's part of what I did last year was combining the flavors. You take the turkey and the cranberry and try it together, you know, things like that. But I don't know if you want to take coffee and (laughs) I mean, coffee is a whole nother flavor itself. To kind of end the meal. You don't want to mix it with anything else there. So not going to be much mixing there uh, this year. But that is coming out uh,
1: soon. No, but there'll be something good to watch while you're sitting around munching on it. Amazon's I Know What You Did Last Summer miniseries will stream in time for Halloween. Where they're remaking I Know What You Did Last Summer as a series. Oh, Um, Okay. Uh, I know we do this. it's an eight episode miniseries and it's going to premiere Friday, October 15th. They're going to drop the first four episodes on that day. And then wow. uh, a new episode every Friday from there until the finale on November 12th. So
0: interesting. I didn't know they were uh, moving that into a series.
1: You know, we, uh, our couch time here on Sunday evenings or here lately, it's been Saturday evenings because my daughter's work schedule uh, that will be in the lineup every week for us. We'll watch it and, mm-hmm. and something else we're going to watch. Have you watched the new trailer for Cobra Kai season four? I did see
0: this new trailer. Yes.
1: I wish instead of, uh, what's it say? Like the real pain begins or something like that. Mm-hmm. Cause Terry Silver's back. I wish right. they'd have ripped off the old Brock Lesnar tagline from his first run in WWE. If here comes the pain, <laughs> I think that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. After Terry silver, uh what else can they mine out of the series that they've not already brought back yet? Uh,
0: the only thing I can think of is you go one step further, but that would get all the main characters out you know if you go if you go to uh Hillary Swank and uh, what was it the next karate kid, which yeah. I think still had Mr. Miyagi, right, so it did it did. I don't know how you would work that in though with what you've already established with Cobra Kai.
1: Right. Unless so. they just pick up, okay, the nostalgia is over, folks. It's time to move forward. Maybe a season five will just be yeah. a continuation of stuff.
0: You know, it's getting to the point now where yeah, you're utilizing all your characters and they need to be thinking about how to wrap up the show, in my opinion. You yes. know. Yeah. Give us season four, maybe season five at at most. But I, you know, they want to probably milk it for all it's worth. And then here we get into those situations that us that enjoy the show don't want to get into and in that they don't have a clear ending in mind and you just get led down a path of crap by the time it's done. And you're already checked out before, you know, you don't get that uh, that ending that you want if you're invested into a series. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they do beyond that. I would say give us season four and season five and let it be done. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'd say so too. Uh, at least for our taste. And even if they don't, maybe that's when I quit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. When they
1: when they vanquish Terry Silver and John Crease and everybody's living happily ever after, then maybe I'll call it quits. Yeah. So. Okay. Um,
0: you know I messed up because it does have cranberry sauce this year in the turkey dinner. Oh. So it's so the it's carrots. sweet potato pie and the glazed carrots that, yeah, they got rid of. So you will be able to do the cranberry and turkey like I did last year. Mm. Just wanted there to correct myself there. Okay.
1: All right. Well, that was all of the recurrent events for this week. I think we hit some of the highlights that I've come across in the last several days. Mm-hmm. But before we move on to the time machine, a little something we typically do on after hours for the vips we'll move here to this show today what you been watching lately
0: okay uh so yeah i'm not a broken record this week but i still have been watching gold rush i'm up to season eight uh i did watch some movies though i went back and watched la confidential on tubi Mm. that was it's still a great movie still holds up great
1: um It's, it's on my agenda for this coming week well as you're listening to this this past weekend, I will should have watched it.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, uh, anxious to hear what you have to say about it. Cause yeah, I'd still very high up on my list. Uh, watch the suicide squad on HBO max, the new one.
1: I didn't and, care for the first one. So I've not really went out of my way to try to. Yeah. It.
0: I mean, I'm of course I'm the DC fan, so I like to just watch everything that they put out and yeah, the first one was okay. Um, this one is just a whole new direction it's got that and i i know because James Gunn did the guardians of the galaxy right so mm. it's got that vibe it's got the great soundtrack um it's just a bloody mess man and i'm everything's to the nth degree the violence the swearing the the comedy just so over the top and i'm people are going nuts over. It. They love it. And the whole uh <laughs> creature at the end, the star guy. I, again, I'm not the comic book fan, so this is me coming from a place where I don't know anything about that, the peacemaker, it, the you know okay. any of the characters other than was like it, Harley Quinn. But,
1: uh-huh. Was it the uh, Starro? Starro the conqueror? Yes. Okay. yes
0: Starro the conqueror. So, it's got that kind of almost Godzilla Effect, Kaju, as they say, you know, at the end when they're battling Starro. But, yeah, just everything is just to a such a heightened degree that I don't know. It's it's not one that really it didn't really connect with me, I guess, really uh, on a on a, even just a person trying to enjoy a movie. It's just like, wow, man, <laughs> It's just so much blood and people getting ripped apart. And they love the shark guy too, Sharky, whatever his name is. King, um, King Shark uh, <laughs> And again It's funny how much they mix Violence with comedy And the dialogue uh, <laughs> Even uh, It was the Idris Elba character um, I can't remember his name Anyway Between him and the Peacemaker John Cena's character Talking back and forth And just Just Tearing people up, I mean, it's crazy. It's so crazy, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't really connect with me for uh, on many levels, I guess. Uh, more than other other people did, probably more for seeing some of those characters in the comic books come to life. You know, finally. Yeah. Um. Uh, so watch that, and then I'm into the Planet of the Apes marathon. Finally, I watched oh, the first two movies. The and new this ones
1: are or the originals.
0: The originals. So we I started the from new. the beginning. Really enjoy the first one. The second one is, is good. It's got its moments where it kind of pulls me out. The third one is where I usually get hung up. Cause the third one feels more like a, like a Batman episode yeah. when the, when the apes go back to earth and they're trying to figure things out. And, um, I usually get hung up there. So I think I'm going to stop about halfway through number three and just jump to number four and see if, uh, I can get some more momentum. That way, but yeah, I enjoy the, the first two movies mainly in that uh, like kind of original run. I've never watched the animated series either, and I haven't checked to see if that's on HBO Max, but I'd like to check that out just to see what that's like.
1: What about the old television series? Have you watched it? No. It's, no. it's pretty good. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm,
0: I might just try to hit everything that they can give me if they've got that other stuff there on HBO Max, but I haven't really checked. I'm just trying to burn through the movies right now, but yeah, it's one of those franchises that I can sit down and, you know, watch a whole marathon with. So that's it for me. What else uh, is going on with you? What have you been watching?
1: Well, I'm still trying to watch Friday night lights. I'm in season two. My problem with it is the football stuff is really good. Mm -hmm. All the drama, the football drama is really good. It's all the stuff outside of that. That it's just too over the top. So, towards the tail end of the first season, into this second season, you've got uh, a high school football player, Tim Riggins, who is having an affair with his thirty-five-year-old neighbor. So she is sleeping with an underage guy. You, they're setting up a storyline where um, Julie and her, one of her teachers have got something going on. And I'm thinking the writers of this show had some weird fetishes. <laughs> They've had a kid save a girl from a sexual attack and he killed the dude and they dumped his body in the river. I'm Jeez. thinking, I'm thinking this is a show about high school and Friday night football. It's a little heavier in a yeah. way too out there for my taste for that. But I keep watching because the football part of it is really, really good. Yeah. It's really <laughs> good. But my oldest daughter, well, a couple of years ago, about two years ago, started watching what we call Couch Time with us, where we'd watch the latest episode of several shows, which stream them. But now she's got to where she really enjoys watching movies with me. And she's discovering a lot of movies, not even like famous pop culture movies. Um, so this past weekend, we watched Willow on Disney mm-hmm. Plus, getting mm-hmm. ready for the Willow series that's coming soon on Disney Plus. Um, she didn't watch this one with me because I watched it before everybody else was up. The African Queen. With Humphrey okay. Bogart, Catherine Hepburn, that's besides it's a wonderful life. That's probably my favorite old movie. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I watched it for the first time just a couple of years ago, because it was in my brain. How many times I saw the bumper for it on TBS in the late 80s? <laughs> <and early 90s. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this Wednesday, Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn, yep. the African queen. Yep. But it's such a good movie. Such a good movie. We watched Apollo 13 again. She had watched it with me before. And then we watched uh, Clint Eastwood and Escape from Alcatraz Sunday afternoon on Amazon Prime. So this weekend, L.A. Confidential is on tap, and I've not selected the other features. We're doing like these. Since we put in the big screen and the the theater couches and stuff, we we do like these movie marathons, not the right word, like a a film fest every weekend, it seems (laughs) like. so. um,
0: Yeah, you might want to skip L.A. Confidential with her, but I don't know.
1: She's a very mature child. She'll be all All right. Um, Of course, I'm also wanting to watch the uh, Nickelodeon documentary that dropped a week ago, two weeks ago.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think Karen said something about that. Yeah.
1: And there was another one I saw. Which
0: service is that on?
1: I don't know. It's either Netflix or Hulu. I can't remember which. But Hulu, I just saw a new one drop about the 92 Dream Team a documentary. I want to check that out. Too okay. At some point, maybe this weekend. I read something really cool about Michael Jordan and the dream team from 92 that he said that he never cared about playing for a gold medal or any of that stuff. The only reason he joined the dream team was all these other great NBA players. He didn't know how they warmed up. He didn't know how they practiced, how they worked out, what their mental preparation was. And he only done it. To learn more about his opponents. And I just I, thought that is such a Michael Jordan thing to say. Yeah.
0: Well, if you watch, did you watch the, uh, the Chicago bulls documentary?
1: I've watched that? the first episode and then I've not watched any more yet. Okay. You just need to watch that whole thing. Cause there's a
0: lot of that stuff in here that he talks about. Like when he was making his comeback and he invited everybody to, uh, play pickup ball with him at his house essentially and that's all he was doing was just trying to get their speed down and you know uh some of these new players you, you're gonna say no to michael jordan hey come over to my crib and let's you know let's play some pickup yeah. you're not gonna say no but that's what he was doing he was measuring up the league uh <laughs> before he came back in so yeah i can totally see that uh that's that's interesting I, i'll need to check that out because i yeah the 92 dream team wow that was just such a moment in sports time you know especially me but
1: a little fun fact too i didn't realize till this week uh they never called a single timeout through the whole olympic run that year
0: (laughs) yeah the the other teams were yeah they didn't need to (laughs) they're hit by 30 points oh let's uh call a timeout
1: (laughs) yeah they're in the huddle like all right everybody shoot left-handed the rest of the game (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: let's have some fun out there
0: uh, now i'd like a good documentary and i've seen a couple out there i, I still have yet to watch wolfman's got nards which our friend um, so, sean robert got to sit in for and uh, i've seen him tweet that out it's on tubi i need to really watch that uh, another one that people's been telling me about is val kilmer there's some val kilmer yeah, documentary val. on amazon I keep um, seeing the ads for that too when I'm over there watching Gold Rush. So
1: turns out he was one of those people who always had a camcorder and has thousands of hours of footage of. Oh his my gosh, for really? Years, and that's what they made the documentary from. Is him interacting all through the years on these movie sets with other stars and stuff. Oh gosh,
0: now now I'm hyped. I thought it was just you know it about his life or something, but
1: well, it is. But it's through his like own camera found lens. footage,
0: almost. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's great. That's great. So I might be checking that out here soon.
1: All right. Well, that's it for recurrent events. What have you been watching lately? So uh, stay tuned, and we're going to jump into the time machine. And I guess I can ask you, where are we going this week, Jason? (laughs) Role reversal. We're going back to
0: 1989. And uh, when did you post this up? It's been a couple years, right?
1: it's, uh, It's been a while. I don't remember when.
0: Mickey posted up or found a KB Toys flyer from 1989. It's, what does it say? The uh, Christmas in October sale going on. Really fun stuff throughout here. Just picking through here. I wrote down just kind of like one thing from each page that popped out to me. But
1: We're on the same wavelength because I was going to tell you when we get into it, let's each just pick one thing from each page. Okay, okay. That we would want that keeps it a little more realistic. If we had a shopping spree with, I don't know, probably five hundred bucks, you could probably only get one thing from each page. But You'd <laughs> right. have a heck of a time. So
0: okay, okay, I'm I'm down with that. That's it's this is going to be fun though. We we hit uh, the Toys R Us uh, a Toys R Us flyer. I think it was last November, uh, which was really fun to go through. We found that on archive uh, org, and we're mining that still. Uh, I found some things this week, but uh yeah this this is supposed to right read up on retro ramblings the full was it eight pages so mm-hmm. yeah we Thanks get into the time
1: machine I'll, I'll tell people some more about that
0: okay well let's get in it let's do it
1: all right welcome into the time machine and welcome to 1989 smells funny in here. I don't know it
0: <laughs> it wouldn't smell funny in old KB right about now. <laughs>
1: right. Well, like Jason said, we got this old sale ad from 1989 and we're going to go through it page by page. It's like eight pages. We're each going to pick an item from each page. Now, if you want to follow along as listeners, you can go to retroramblings.com, and in the right sidebar at the very top, I've posted a picture of the front page. All you have to do is click on it to go right to the full ad. And you can follow along with us. So
0: yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes as well, so you can click over from there if you want to. All
1: right. So the first page, they come out with the big guns of swinging right, right off. The oh road. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you go first. There are five items here on this first page. Where where you got? So, like I said, I was in Walmart
0: just today looking around. And did not realize that they were putting out reissues of the turtle figures, mm-hmm. just like uh, they've done with the real Ghostbusters figures. I mean, this look like fresh off the KB toy shelves when I walked past them today. So I was like, oh, wow, there they are. And for three fifty a piece instead of the uh, whatever it was, 12 bucks or whatever they're charging at Walmart now, uh, essentially the same figure, you know, probably made from the same molds and everything. But I just, the Turtles, I love the Turtles. I watched the first two movies in the theater, but I never really collected the toys. So, it was always when I was at a friend's house or something that I were playing with the figures. And never really collected them myself.
1: Well, I had uh, a couple of them. And... My younger cousin, he was huge into it, so <clears throat> I got to spend a few minutes when I was over there. You know, I was a little old for it at that point. I was twelve, thirteen years old, but you know, I would take a few minutes and oh, this is cool. What does this do? The pizza? Oh wow, it shoots pizza. So they were cool figures. They mm-hmm. they come along just a little after we were ready for them.
0: Yeah, there's a well, lot on this front, <laughs> this this front page though, man.
1: Well, I'm going with the Nintendo Action Set. Cause it's value priced at this point in time at just 99 99. And I never had this version. I had the Nintendo that came with two controllers and it came with the official player's handbook, no games, but this is the classic deck with two controllers, light gun and the combo cartridge of super Mario brothers and duck hunt. Mm-hmm. And if you were a kid, 1989 or earlier, you got that set. That's all you needed. You were set for a long time with those yeah, two man. games, the gun and controllers you're ready to go
0: absolutely i love how they called it the action set you know
1: (laughs) yeah well i believe that's what it was always called that full set
0: because on the
1: next page you can get just the control deck and two controllers Mm -hmm. which is only 20 bucks cheaper so for 20 bucks you get the light gun and the combo cartridge that's a heck of a deal just an upgrade for 20 bucks
0: yeah, we always just talk about the Nintendo Entertainment System NES. We never talk about the action set, you know. Correct. But yeah. anyway, I had never seen this uh, or remembered this transport chopper from Micro Machines either. Man, that looks pretty glorious.
1: Yeah, I remember it. But we're going to get into some better Micro Machines stuff. Okay. A few pages on through. Uh, second page. I'm going to pick first this time. It's Go all nin- it's all Nintendo stuff. Different controllers and things but i'm going i'm gonna pick one of the games at the top and that's castlevania 2 simon's quest my favorite game ever for nes of course blades of steel always caught my eye but uh, (laughs) i don't think hockey games really got good until you got into the playstation and beyond era so i'm going with simon's quest i remember playing the first castlevania and that's kind of
0: where i ended with that whole series i've never really gone beyond that i know that was a big one for you so yeah, those two games on the right, Skater Die and Blades of Steel, I played the crap out of. They're great games. The one thing to cut my eye on this page, though, other than this awesome wall mount that you can uh, put cartridges in, mm-hmm. was this uh, controller adapter by Bandai that fit over your regular NES controller and gave you a little joystick.
1: A little tiny joystick. Like a thumbstick.
0: Yeah, a thumbstick instead of the plus pad, you know, that you're typically use I had never noticed that before or remembered it that there was something actually fit over the controller like that snapped in and you could use a little thumb joystick
1: that's crazy, yeah, my daughter ordered from Aliexpress this week something very similar for her joy cons for her Nintendo switch interesting and I was like well, that's cool,
0: yeah, I never had the advantage the huge one, mm-hmm. but a friend of mine had the max Controller and I picked one of those up for five bucks at a uh, local store thrift store here, and it works decent. But I just I've always preferred just the regular controller, you know. Yeah. The other than having the turbo, especially when you're playing like Contra and you just want to hold in the button to waste everybody, even though know, that's uh, that's the advantage there having one of those more than having a different style controller, but you know.
1: If you had a Game Genie, then you didn't even need that.
0: True. Very true.
1: All right. Moving on. Page three. Ooh, not many choices on this page.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, for us. Yeah. But right. a
1: lot of, a lot of, uh, Barbie stuff and, uh, fat, what's that fashion star Phillies. Yeah. So what are you, what are you going with here? The
0: thing that caught my eye here was the, uh, spaghetti factory. Me too. From Play-Doh. I, had that. I didn't have it, but I remember the commercials very vividly and being like, oh yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs>
1: I had that and it had been around since long before 1989 because I had it probably in 84, 85 ish. Mm -hmm. But every now and then I would go through the thing where you'd make the different parts that you were supposed to make with the spaghetti. But if you use different colors and and use the press, you could, you could make all kinds of stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So, which was uh, when I was big in the masters of the universe, so you could take like some green Play-Doh yeah. and run it through the spaghetti press and make just like gooey strands of stuff to add to your Masters of the Universe play. And you can do all kinds of stuff with Play-Doh and Masters of the Universe. So yeah, I'm man. down for the spaghetti.
0: <laughs> Very good.
1: Uh, the next page. This one's tough. It has Lots a of lot of a lot of different stuff, a lot of things to go with. But I'm going with one of my holy grails that I never had, and we've talked about it on here on classic toy commercials. I'm going with the Micro machine, Super City Toolbox Playset. Yeah, the toolbox that folded yeah. out with the Golden Gate Bridge and all the different roads and ramps and stuff. That's that's my pick.
0: Now, what's the Super Jet that just held the cars?
1: Yeah, it's kind out. I don't remember if it folded out or not. They had a lot of those big vehicles. I had an aircraft carrier. I had a car hauler. Um, I think the Super City Toolbox was the biggest one they ever yeah. did. So
0: the jet says holds thirty vehicles, six hatches, and doors that open and close. Yeah, three so wheel probably, landing gear. So yeah, it's more just like a a carrier versus all those other playsets that Micro Machines had to just fold it out and were great.
1: Uh, there in the bottom right corner, the Bowman baseball cards from '89. <laughs> those were some of the worst baseball cards ever created. <laughs>
0: and dang, if we didn't collect them, or at least I did. But I don't I, know.
1: Well, you know, Bowman was never worth what Topps and Donners was. I mean, right. not in not in uh, price guides, and not in trade value with your friends. So yeah, they were flimsy and yeah,
0: yeah. With, the quality. I remember the quality not being there, and those like wood borders. I think those ones had, or maybe it was an earlier set. It seemed like they had a wood border. That was just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Bowman was kind of (laughs) the, the runner up to those two. Uh, The thing that stood out to me on this one was the Kenner Megaforce diecast vehicles that were, uh, they Kenner was essentially trying to get in on the micro machines. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. popularity of all them. And, I didn't realize they had their own little series of die cast cars. Uh, I was in, (laughs) again, I was in Walmart today down in the clearance aisle. They had the three packs that they have out now down to three bucks a piece. Oh man. Uh, I had, had thought about that, but I did pull the trigger on those GI Joe nano figures. The ones that are die cast, Mm -hmm. they had marked those all the way down to two bucks. Wow. So I picked up that pack that has, uh, uh, Cobra Commander, Destro, Duke—you know all of the first characters. Yeah, I've
1: got the, bit. the micro machines. I've got the three pack of the fire trucks. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. I need to see what else, if my there's never toys in their local clearance aisle in Walmart. Really? Because, yeah. Matter of fact, there's not many toys on the toy shelves. They all get gone when they get stocked. There's nothing to put on clearance generally.
0: In- interesting. So. Well, we've got like I've got four WalMarts within. I don't know, maybe a nine mile radius of each other. So I can always check their clearance aisles. And I, what I was checking for today was the real Ghostbusters figures. Like the, they've got some on this page too. They had marked those down at some of the stores. I've seen uh, people on Twitter down to like three bucks. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, man, if I could find some of those, I would buy those for three bucks versus I think whatever 13 or $14 they were.
1: Oh yeah. That price range I'd be all in on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, let's move on. Okay. Next page is all radio controlled stuff. And uh, I think you're picking first this time. There's uh, only one correct. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I didn't really pick a particular car. I had one close to that Pathfinder, the red kind of dune buggy. You know, mm-hmm. my question to you is I'm s- assuming you had some RC cars growing up. I did. Uh, I never had. had, Oh, did you? Okay. Mm -hmm. I never had one that had that style controller, the trigger with the wheel on the side that you turn. Mine were always the the thumbsticks, you know, left and right, you know, forward, backward. Uh, Never had one like that. I know some of my friends did, and I thought that was just a different setup. Interesting setup. But most of mine, just the traditional setup.
1: Having the Pathfinder, I vastly prefer that's, the pathfinder style of control yeah it was really cool worked really well
0: i always wanted a boat too but never had a well me <laughs> that's the
1: only yeah that's the only pick on here is the typhoon yeah. the hovercraft because it goes on Gosh. land and water you can yeah. go from one to the other i imagine coming from water to land like if you had a creek bank or something it'd be a little difficult but uh yeah i'm going with the pathfinder sure. I mean, I'm sorry with the typhoon. It's the most expensive bucks. one on there yep. too. That's like 220 bucks in today's money.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I Radio Shack was always the one that uh, seemed to have the the RC stuff. I don't think of RC or think of KB when you know when I'm thinking about RC, but of course they did have them.
1: All right, moving on. The next page you got some games and stuff on it. This one, <laughs> this page is a little hard for me but I'm going to go with the Domino Rally set. I okay. loved Domino Rally and they used to have smaller sets in this too. I had this set with the uh, loop, the loop and the and the um Camel Bridge I think they called mm-hmm. it. There. Domino Rally was just really cool. It made setting up cool domino runs a lot easier when you could mix these things in that were already set up for okay. you. So took some
0: time away. Yeah, you could you had more time to get them set up and to run them, you know, versus when they're all individual. Didn't they have one that glowed in the dark too?
1: They had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they even had the motorized vehicle that would set them out for you. Oh gosh! But you would load it and it would move forward and stand them up as it went. So you could set it in the direction, like in your kitchen floor, that you wanted them to go, and it would set them up. Now, if they had made that remote controlled where you could like have a controller to turn it or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be cool.
0: That would be crazy. Yeah, there's some pretty good stuff on this page. Some stuff I hadn't remembered. The Rubik's Magic Puzzle. I had that,
1: Did I you? it was really fun, it was really hard.
0: And they have uh, Disney's themed well, there's a Disney themed Trivial Pursuit and a Yahtzee on here which would be fun, but right in the dead center, we had talked about this before on one of our other shows, the army gear stuff that just missed me altogether for some reason, but it, it's all the, uh, it's like on here, they have a, what is it? A machete, a bin- pair of binoculars, a canteen that fold out. And it's, I think it was made by Galoob. Yeah, it is. So same people that made micro machines, you fold it out, you got your little tiny army men and little vehicles, to uh like it made an aircraft carrier there and a uh kind of a lookout tower as well so those the just seem cool
1: man yeah the beauty of this toy is you could use them for role play like the machete or the binoculars mm-hmm. or you could open it up and sit down and, and play with toys so it was pretty pretty cool very cool there all right, next page. I didn't find anything on the next page I want. It's really small kid stuff. Nursery <laughs> yeah. monitors. If I had to pick something, I'd go with the glow worm. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, from from today's eyes, it's the most nostalgic thing on here.
0: Absol- well, absolutely. Yeah. I was actually surprised that it was here in 1989. It seems like an earlier 80s toy that they're still selling them, you know? Well,
1: if you look, they updated it because it used to have the whole green body in this. It's in like some kind of pajamas. It's a different outfit. It's a different body design. So I guess they were trying to update it. 13
0: bucks. Yeah. They're pushing dinosaurs here. They got a new newborn. My little pony. I had never seen this Sesame street roadway. looks like you just kind of move the characters along as you're building tracks there. But what caught my eye was those busy beads that were in like every doctor's office you were ever in, you know, they probably still are. Mm. And people would build tables out of them and stuff for the kids to play. And you just run those beads along the the track. That was probably the most nostalgic thing for me on that page.
1: And the last page. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I never had it. (laughs) So I'll go with the Sega Genesis. Yeah. complement my new Nintendo.
0: It caught my eye too, just because this is probably, it might've been the first ad for it that was released because it comes with Altered Beast, not Sonic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you think about Sega Genesis and when it was first released, you think of Sonic the Hedgehog. And that was, I think probably the next year in 1990, but came with Altered Beast here and they just had a handful of games Uh, that they're touting to go along with it. But, uh, yeah, 16 bits of power, man. (laughs)
1: 189.99. That's crazy.
0: You get one controller and the game that came with it. Wow. Yeah. I did, uh, the, uh, VHS collection down here also caught my three bucks a piece. These old, they look like, like the early Looney Tunes episodes. If you look at the, how the characters are drawn for Bugs Bunny and uh, Daffy there, Porky. Uh, Trying to see how many episodes maybe
1: were on there, each one, maybe a few, but... Well, back in those days, most of those tapes were like 30 minutes, so maybe three. Yeah. But if they're the shorts, though, you might
0: have gotten, you know, a little bit more than that, because those usually only lasted five or six minutes,
1: so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go with the train on that. Eh, Yeah, I always wanted the train, but you can't see much about it in that picture yeah and it's you only 15
0: bucks so <laughs> can't be too much there it's probably like your figure eight or something like the, the, you know the uh slot racing tracks that were 10 bucks back in the day
1: so well, if you're listening and you followed along on retro ramblings you'll notice at the bottom of that there's some more old scan links that uh you might mm-hmm. like uh, that top one is the 1988 Toys R Us sale paper. That's the one Jason and I covered in an episode last year. You can check it out and the others that are on there as well. So,
0: but yeah, uh, I, I actually clicked over to all of those things just to take a look, and <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, uh, yeah, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that." But they're they're specific though. Even the Transformers one is is awesome, but mm-hmm. talking a lot of Transformers that I didn't have.
1: And and in those links, I only link to five. I think right now I've got 12 or 13 different scans for people to enjoy from old catalogs and sale papers. And uh, there's a new one. Well, as we record this, there's a new one dropping tomorrow. So as you listen to this, there'll be a new one on the main part of the site you can check out. Mm -hmm. Which is the uh, 1983 Care Bears catalog. 18 pages of Care Bear goodness from Mm -hmm. the original days.
0: Yeah, there's a handy dandy little tab at the top that says scans. Mm-hmm. You can find them all right there. Yep. Well done. That muscle catalog, too, man. I oogle I over that.
1: <laughs> when I get time, the next thing I've got here to scan in is uh, 20 pages of Jason the Wheeled Warriors toys goodness for cool. people to relive. Cool. So, but well, that anyway, was fun. Yeah. Yep. I think that's it for the uh, time machine. You can uh, take us back to the present.
0: Okay. Let's do it. Let's go back to the present and see what's coming up in After Hours. Well, we hope you enjoyed our journey through the 1989 KB Toys Flyer. It's probably not the only one that they put out in 1989, but the one, the one that we have access to. Yes. Would love to get your thoughts, uh, maybe something we didn't talk about uh, in the flyer that Cut your eye, maybe you had back in the day. Would love to hear that. At Tieran Social, if this is maybe your first time listening to the show, please subscribe, Retro Network Time Machine, and rate us if you are listening over there on Apple Podcasts, Would sure appreciate it. And tonight on Patreon, a new After Hours podcast at 6 p.m. Eastern,
1: which we will be covering well we're gonna get to know jason just a little bit better like Uh-oh. we did once before last time we done it it was uh this or that we got a little bit more of that in there but some other more in-depth questions and one uh, i'm really excited for
0: <laughs> okay yeah this was fun last time and i i returned uh, the favor i think the next episode too so
1: yeah. and for people who may not have listened to that last one It it may sound kind of dull, like, oh, we're getting to know Jason. No, folks, these are questions designed to pull nostalgia out of Jason that we then discuss, and we're going to cover a wide range of stuff from the 80s and 90s that you'll want to hear about. So join us.
0: Make sure you join us, patreon.com forward slash the retro network. Lots of great bonus content over there, too. We got to see the uh, new episode of Thrift Store Horde a couple of days early this week, so... Appreciate your patronage over there and invite you to join us. So until next week, Jason here for Mickey. This was fun, man. Really uh, appreciated. This was kind of a, a time machine trip in itself in this yes. format. But, uh, it was great. And uh, we will see everyone next week in time.
1: Get all the coughs out. (coughs) 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 Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.